0: This is the Renewing Our City Podcast, session number
1: 10. You're listening to the Renewing Our City Podcast. This is the podcast that will help you share Jesus and serve others in your own neighborhood and around
0: the world. And now here's your host, Matt Shaw. Welcome back to the show. I'm so, so glad to make it finally to episode number 10. I can't believe that we're here and I appreciate everybody who's been listening to the Renewing Our City podcast. I've heard some great feedback. You guys have given me some critiques, some feedback, some ways that we can improve the show. But it's just been a blast. I know I can't believe we're already at episode 10, and I have a lot in store for 2015. Many guests that I've talked to and that we're lining up for the show. So stay tuned, and make sure you subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. I sure appreciate Everybody who's told people about the show, whether it's on social media, sharing uh, uh, on Facebook, or just visiting the blog and uh, emailing it to your friends. So thank you so much for listening, uh, and I really appreciate it. You know, after talking to many of the listeners of the show, it's amazing to hear about all the ways that you guys are sharing Jesus Christ with others, serving your city, serving around the world, going on mission trips. I've heard from people from many different states, and it's been really cool. I know many of you guys want to renew your cities. You want to renew the cities you live in. You want to renew the United States or whatever country you live in. You want to renew your world. And we really see this global connected world, and we want to make a difference. We want to be an impactful generation for Jesus Christ. And I think many people get this fire for Christ, and they're not sure how to. Well, many of you guys may not even been in the missional space, so you may not know how to, and you may not do this as a job like I do, but hopefully this podcast is helping you get the resources, the tips, or even just the motivation of hearing what God is doing in people's lives. And uh, you might be serving in a different capacity for the kingdom of God. You might be a volunteer, a pastor, a church leader, but today's guest is going to show us that it's not just about being a missionary, but that uh, people can serve on the mission of God no matter what a capacity they are serving. And a- Amy and Gary Wickstrom are on my special guests on the show today, and uh, they have a pretty awesome ministry because they are worship leaders, worship uh, leaders, and they are recording artists. And they've been uh they've been in Nashville Tennessee for many years, but traveling all around the United States, around the world, and uh, they've recorded sixteen CDs. And one of the coolest things about them is Amy is known for their or her harp. And how she plays uh, the instrumental harp, and uh, also she has she sings, and they uh, they do contemporary style as well with a full instrumentation accompaniment. Now it's cool because they have this wide range, wide variety of music. So they're extremely talented. Uh, I love talking with Gary. He was giving me some tips on recording in my podcast. Also, he's just a really fun dude. This is a great family, and I'm so blessed to be able to have you have them on the show, so you can listen in on our conversation. But also, they don't only Uh, just record uh, all around the United States, tour and travel, record CDs, but also they've led worship and they've done music for Voice of the Martyrs National and Regional Conferences all across the United States. They've been doing this for a long time and it's really impactful. I got to experience their music. They actually stayed for our Sunday morning and led worship and that is the first time I think we have had a harp. And it's been really cool to hear people uh, uh just respond, and how it just lifted us up in praise. But also, they wrote a song called Beautiful Scars, and it's written on behalf of faithful brothers and sisters who have been martyred, who have been persecuted, who have been uh, uh, beaten. They have these beautiful scars that Amy writes this song and sings it. There's going to be a, a YouTube video that uh, uh, features uh, Sarah Lou and many of the other people that ha- we've had on this podcast, but uh, it's an honor and Sarah was uh, interviewed on episode 8, so that's pastormatshaw.com forward slash 008. You can find that in the show notes. For this episode, if you want to find that YouTube video, it's on pastormatshaw.com forward slash 010. That's for episode 10, 010. Well, uh, Gary is just a blast. He's really funny. He's a big joker. We had an awesome time. But also, he is just a godly man with so much wisdom. I got to call him after I met him at the conference and just had an awesome time uh, getting some advice, some wisdom from him. So thank you guys in advance. But here's my interview with Gary and Amy Wickstrom. So uh, today on the show, we have, uh, we have uh, Gary Uh, Shreve and uh, his wife.
1: No, no, no. (laughs) Wickstrom. W i x t r o. It's Gary and Amy Wickstrom. Okay. Shreve was her maiden name. Now it's her middle name. But it's Amy Shreve is what people know. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: Sorry. No, that could be part of the podcast because that's awesome. I know. Yeah. Well. No, maybe not now. No, we're doing it right now. No, we're doing it right now. (laughs) Said it that little bit. Okay. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. We have uh, Amy and Gary Wickstrom on our show, and uh, Amy goes by Amy Shreve, and uh, she is a harpist and a musician, and she is very talented. She plays many different instruments, but uh, her husband Gary uh, plays right alongside of her and uh, accompanies, and they have been with us all day at the Voice of Martyrs Conference here at our church that we've been hosting, and it's been a great experience, and I've been really blessed by that, and uh, I just want to f- start out with asking you guys uh, how'd you guys get into Voice of the Martyrs and, and what do you think about it? Do you want me to tell that part? Yeah, you tell Okay.
1: It. Well, back in I don't know it was 2003 maybe.
2: Oh, okay, I'm going to interrupt. You said just so you know we sing too. It's not just instrumental <laughs> stuff so they know that.
0: Amy sings. <laughs> okay. She's <yeah>. a very <laughs> so, talented and I, singer. So, so, so that's so.
2: what we when we do Voice of the Martyrs stuff we get people to sing too. So A little, little less talented. They no, lead the worship. Yeah, that's okay, right. they lead the worship.
1: So back around 2003 we um We were on tour, and um, I had a friend. His name was Matt Rose. Same name as yours, except for the Rose part.
0: Perfect. And
1: um, he um, was leading a couple of conferences. They started doing a couple of small conferences around the country. They always did these national conferences every uh, other year. Well, when we were in Albuquerque, I get a phone call from Matt, and he's concerned because they've got this massively heavy rock band, which... It's okay. I like that. But for a conference, it doesn't go real well because uh, there are you know, people from all ages there. And he just thought that wasn't quite what they were looking for. So, of course, the harp is a little, it's a little mellower. And so we um, got this call and said, hey, can, where are you in the country? Can you help us? We're in Oklahoma City. And I said, well, we're in Albuquerque, not that far away. So four days later, we're in Oklahoma City. And we're doing this conference for Voice of the Martyrs. Well, we didn't know much about Voice of the Martyrs, even though I knew Matt worked for them. Didn't really understand their ministry, but we did the conference. We heard some speaking, and it was fine. And then a year later, um, one of their uh, uh, leadership guys asked us if we would do a record um, uh, a CD for Voice of the Martyrs. And so we did that, and um, that year they had us for a national conference in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. And so we started getting more and more Um, interested in what this ministry was all about. We really weren't participating in the ministry. We were just sort of on the fringes. But by 2007, 2008, we started supporting different pastors and and different people in the ministry. And we um, were beginning to be asked more to do things. And in 2010, they started to do their conferences like 18 that year, and then 24, and then 30, and now we're doing 41 or 42. And we made a commitment in 2010 that these are so uh, amazing. We need to be a part of this if you want us to be a part of this. And they said, we want you to be a part of it. So we've been doing 20 to 30 conferences um, w- when we can get to them. But it took a long time for me, and I don't know about for Amy, but it took a long time to figure out what Voice of the Martyrs really did. Wow. Because, you know, they're not not—they're not a typical ministry. And so we found out they not only do they tell stories about people who are persecuted for their faith to encourage us to be strong in our faith but they also had vom medical which went in and helped people and um when they were being t- tortured or hurt or injured or a church being burned like in nigeria they go in and they they help them so we'd start to learn more about voice of the martyrs and i i'll now pass it on to amy if she wants to add <laughs> to that because that was a lot but
2: well well i think um as we got more and more involved with doing the worship we also got more involved with they'd have like meetings for people who were really involved after the conferences at sometimes and we kind of hmm. learned some of the back behind the scenes stuff yeah and it was really exciting. I mean, just I mean, some of it I can't tell you because it's top secret. But yeah, and I can't have it go out over. But you know, helping get um, materials in for these pastors who are indigenous in these persecuted countries, so they could train other people. getting smuggling Bibles in, um, helping to buy bicycles for the guy that wants to you know bicycle all yeah. over his uh, away from his village and um setting up places where the women who've had lost their husbands or been kicked out because they're Christians now to be able to teach them how to sew so they could raise you know enough support for their family just it's multi oh, the
1: Russell Stendal Russell Stendhal
2: dropping wow. these the, the Christian materials down through these parachutes to the FARC and yeah. thousands of these gorillas are coming to know the Lord the not the ape type but the c- c-
0: c- yeah, warfare. Girls. <laughs> yeah I mean it's gorillas <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: not so, a derogatory term. No, uh, no, 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 the, no. Uh,
2: different spelling, but, um, <laughs> just this really exciting stuff. And, yeah. um, think, you know, we didn't realize all that they did. And even when you go to a conference, you hear bits and pieces, but it's really, they've got their, I guess it's Gracia kind of likes to say, they've got their fingers everywhere and they, they're like people on the ground,
0: yeah, um, I really
2: helping these Christians f- who are, you know, being kidnapped or tortured or, you know, running for their lives. And not just helping them, but also bringing their stories to us so that we can pray for them. Because there's, in general, I think the church in America, we're so isolated. We're so um, kind of uh, narrow. You know, our, We get this tunnel vision, and we don't know what's going on in the rest of the world. And it's so very, very important for us to know that these are our brothers and sisters. We need to be praying for wow. them. We need to be doing what we can to help them because if there's a reason that we're supposed to be helping them it's because they're part of our body and really when they suffer we suffer and we we need to feel that and there's i think spiritually that just you grow in your walk with the lord when you do that so it's that relationship that we have with these um brothers and sisters who are persecuted that really has helped us grow in our walk with the Lord immensely
1: well and, and you and I Matt were talking earlier today about the church in America being myopic yeah, concerning That's a good word. world missions
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because they are so focused on their own community and their internal you know the internal church and And that's okay to be focused on that, but we can be so focused on that we forget that we have a family worldwide. And on the other hand, missionaries who are passionate about what they do can be myopic about the world and forget that there is a community and that there are neighbors and that there are people right around your church, right around where you live, that you are there for their needs as well, spiritually and sometimes physically. And so um, I think we like to see where the church understands both the local and the national and and they really not national international, international. excuse yeah. me, we are all about local and national. we want to know you know we want people to know about what 's going on in the world because the world does impact us, it impacts us in sometimes bad ways and good ways, and the good ways are to see when somebody is in a position to give up their faith and they hold on to it in the face of persecution. it encourages us because you know, we believe that the United States is not going to be, you know, as um, safe as a believer in the future yeah. as it is today, and you already feel it today, and you feel, you know, the the Christian um, stuff being pulled out of schools, and you know, all this stuff that we're dealing with. But you know, I think persecution is going to be coming in the future, and and we don't know when, and we hope not. But you know, when it does come, the church grows.
2: Well, also, I think that knowing about what's going on with spe- you know, these brothers and sisters who when they say, you know, they they go ahead and spread the gospel even though they may get thrown into prison or, you know, chased down and whatever, that um, it makes me more bold. Because mm-hmm. here, they're, yeah. they're willing to lay down their lives just so they can... I mean, there's one guy that he would go and hand out tracts or talk to people on this bus, this bus route. And what was it he said? Um, he counted, like five out of ten times he would get beat up but he'd get back on the bus the next time and he was really happy that he only got beat up five out of ten times he was like (laughs) wow exactly and so why should i be hesitant to share the gospel with the guy at burger king just because i think he might think i'm you know silly or stupid or um i mean i'm not saying to be brash and not be loving but we're worried that we're gonna quote unquote offend people.
0: Yeah, when we talk about persecution, it's like, oh, my friends might not like me. Yeah, or they might, might think I'm not as get cool. Get a spitball the back of my head. So
2: right, it's well, different perspective.
0: One thing I was thinking about uh, watching you guys playing all day, and you know, being the behind the scenes conference as we were putting it on is. Doing 40 conferences or, or however many you guys actually, uh, I don't know how many you guys do a year. How many? We'll
1: probably do about, I think we'll probably do 28 this year. Some of the conferences are on the same weekend in different parts of the country.
0: So that's a lot of yeah. conferences. And uh, hearing the messages, hearing the speakers, is it easy to just uh, let it go by you after, after a while? I mean, I'm here. I'm really excited. But, but
2: uh, No, every single time I hear it, I'm impacted again. I'm encouraged again.
0: And that's a- awesome. It's
2: it's really, um, it just kind of goes deeper and deeper. Uh, I think it's taken a while, but I think we have a, a better understanding of, of what, because we're now friends with some of these people too. We're friends with Sarah, we're friends with um, Gratia, the Subsepians and Gracia, yeah. and, and but a bunch of other guys too, the different speakers. And um, I think getting to know them. It's hard to describe. It's kind of just, it's gone deeper. It's more of a really understand what's going on and the kind of attitude you should have in the face of persecution. Not that I have it, because I'm not in the midst of persecution, but I think I understand better why I need to pray for them, because it really, the Lord hears your prayers and does give them strength and courage. So your question was, does it, no, it doesn't, I don't get, like, used to it and let it go in one ear and out the other. It's really, um, I think, just gotten... Deeper and a better, clearer understanding of you know, what's going on.
1: We know their stories frontwards and backwards, pretty much. Yeah. And I think every time we have a conference with the people where we know the stories, it's not that we learn necessarily even anything new. Sometimes we do, but it's more that we're reminded again. It's a reminder, yeah, oh wow, you know, Grace is not just this person we know and she's a friend. She went through this and she learned lessons, and I need to learn those lessons that she learned. And I think that's the, you know part of the re- it's a reminder continuously for us when we're at conferences that um, we live in a country that's not normal when it comes to Christianity. Yeah, normal is what's going on in the world. You know, we're we're very blessed in in, in America, and we're 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 not faced with with making the same kind of decisions. Um, but at the same time, you know, the Bible talks about the fact that. Well, Jesus said, "If they're going to persecute me, they'll persecute you." And I don't—that's not his exact words, but you know, if they're going to do this to yeah. me, you know, you're my follower; they're going to do this to you. And so sometimes you have to sit down and ask the question: Why is nobody doing this to me? You know, why am why am why is my life fairly comfortable right now? Should it be? I mean, and and maybe you know, maybe it shouldn't. That might be controversial. I'm not no, sure. That's
2: good. i, I got to tell a story. I haven't really told sure. many people this, and I hope Sarah's okay with me telling this. But um, I can see that Sarah, Sarah Liu, yeah, she went through six years of prison and torture in Chinese prison. And I know that it's built her faith up and made her a stronger person in the Lord. And she just impacted me once and she doesn't know that this, this has happened but we were she had gone to the restroom and asked me to watch the you know have the basket for her the offerings and people put money in there mm-hmm. and I was well Matt the guy that runs the conferences I wasn't watching him because he's Matt well he came and he took the money and, and then Sarah came back and the money's gone and neither of us some, both of us thought somebody had stolen <laughs> and it was about $400 <laughs> this is like you know everything and um I my first reaction is who would do that. You know I'm getting all mad and she said let's pray for them. And she grabbed <laughs> my hands and she said, "Lord, bless them. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Be with them." And she just started oh, blessing whoever now wasn't really an actual person. <laughs> well, Matt I guess. Guys. Well, Matt took but, it
1: to be I mean, keep pretty her keep it safe.
2: Reaction, yeah. immediate reaction to having somebody what we thought was, was stealing your money was completely opposite of what mine would have been.
1: <laughs> and we oh my goodness. hear that from them when they talk, Sarah and other people. We hear about how they forgive and everything, and it was nice to know that they're not just telling a story, that actually that's the way they live their life. She, there's really
2: another thing amazing. I remember. We were having Mexican food just all sitting around, and um, I didn't, she doesn't, I don't know, it wasn't in the other parts of the story that I heard in her, you know, when she talks... And somehow it came out that it was one of her church members that betrayed her that one wow. of the times that she was thrown into prison and tortured was because one of her brothers or sisters there, I think it was a guy, actually gave the name gave her name. Wow. And so I said, Wow, was that really hard? I mean, did you kinda of have a problem forgiving them for this is this horrible torture caused because of this person? She said, Oh no, no, not at all. I said, really? Why? And she said, because of how much I've been forgiven.
0: Oh my goodness!
2: Just immediate, like no problem. I forgave him. That's like, man, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> the difference between our reactions and theirs. Oh yeah. I just recently went on a mission trip, and and I I think what we uh, have in material possessions, they have in faith. They have nothing, mm-hmm. and they have all the faith, and mm-hmm. we have everything. And it seems like we have a lot less faith. I know on my own on my own part, I have very little faith. Prayer is not always the first thing we want to go to and yeah. that's awesome that they're impacting you guys that much. There There's a, a North Korean
1: that was uh, asked um, by a friend of ours. He said, um, well, how can, can pray. we pray for you? What, what do you need prayer for? And he goes, pray for us? We pray for you. You have credit cards, cars, houses. You have all these things that that uh, we don't have but all we have is God. Those other things. Wow. He didn't, you, depend they, those. you depend on You depend on... What you have, we depend on God. So they're well, You need the prayer. Us. So, and, and it's, like, it's, well. <laughs> it's, it's true. It I mean, is true. That's all they depend And, you know, a lot of people wonder why, um, okay, so in miracles in the United States, you know, we we don't really see miraculous things yeah. um,
2: as happen often. As
1: often, yeah. I mean, that's not to say that there aren't, but in these other countries, visions and miracles and things happen often because that's all they have. Yeah. You know there are thousands of Muslims who are coming to the faith in Christ because Jesus appeared to them. Nobody nobody shared the gospel with them. Now they may have put things together, but Christ appears to them in a vision or a dream, and they have been asking, "Show me the, show me, you know, God, who are you?" and, and
2: who and then they go and, find a and church then, and say, "Okay, what was that about? Jesus came to they find tell out. me who Jesus wow. is."
0: And now they are
2: thousands of times.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard stories like yeah, that. And um, it's pretty amazing. We're talking to Joseph uh, today, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name again. <laughs> <or laughs> I already did it on the last What's show, up, but I think it is. Yeah, perfect. So <laughs> I thought they were saying host never mind homo yeah. <laughs> sapien homo sapien homo so. sapien <laughs> but uh well, he is one but so. he uh you know he was telling me how the openness in iran and uh just how open people are and that's yeah. not what we're hearing on the news that's not what we see we see a place of hate and 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 terrorism and that's just that's not the, the truth. these, these are the people. people i was talking to sarah uh, the same situation as the government is suppressing, but the people are so open to the gospel, mm-hmm. and that's just not what we're hearing today. And
1: they figure a hundred million people in China are Christians, yeah. probably more than the United States, yes. I'm sure. And yes. in in uh, in Iran, you have the underbelly of Iran the, the young people are so sick of the brutality of Islam. They reject
2: Islam. They, reject they don't it. like it. And Iran.
1: they um they're they're just swelling up. You know, yeah, the other thing is, Christ followers. We you know.
2: found out because we spent a part of, better part of a week with the, our, our Iranian friends and doing yes. television for them, that the Iranian people love Americans. You hear, Absolutely death to America. Wow. That's yeah. the government. It's wow. the the people love Americans and they reject Islam. They said, Dr. Hormoz says that he has a TV show that goes into the that the mosques uh, are empty, because wow. they're just fed up with the. In fact, there's a saying they have that it's illegal to be happy in Iran because anything that would... They, they can't listen to music in a public place. Well, because some students
1: actually put a video mm-hmm. up uh, a no, song called Happy, Happy, Happy. They put a song up called Happy, Happy, Happy and they sang it on YouTube from Iran and they were all found all out, captured, arrested. and put in prison. Oh, my goodness. Well, so, yeah, arrested. Yeah, they were they're... put in prison. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how long, but... Yeah, I don't know. They were taken to jail. So... That was that's
0: a saying. It's, it's illegal,
2: illegal
0: to walk to your dog. Yeah, in Iran. But what Isn't we see weird? is these people are are persevering through those things, and they're bringing uh, bringing faith to America to us through these conferences, and I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not a pastor, are you, Gary? No. Okay. So, are you Amy? <laughs> no. Some people. Are. So, uh, speaking to pastors, speaking to church leaders, yeah. how can we bless uh, the persecuted church, or just in general? What do you guys have to say? um, Well, number one is
1: regarding missions is knowing what's going on and praying for them. Yeah, that's That's more important than the money. Everybody will agree with that. That your prayers are the most important thing, (laughs) and that you're and and that you're with them in their in their in their torture because loneliness is a really difficult thing for people. So if if they do letter writing campaigns through Voice of the Martyrs, you can do that through their website. um, letting people know that you're there that you're with them and praying for them that's the number one thing and just being aware that there are people out there the Syrians I mean hundreds of thousands of, of Christians who are being um, brutalized um, and around the world of course uh, they just want to know they're not alone
2: don't do the easy thing and just put your head in the sand and, and ignore it because well that doesn't affect me that kind of thing find out what's going on and Voice of the Martyrs has a good uh, just go to their website and I get these email emails Alerts of what to pray for. I mean, you can do it through. Yeah, so uh, di- persecution
0: com is their website, yeah. and uh, theirs, we can yeah. find more resources. Right, uh, prayer needs. I, I just pray. Well, yeah. and open doors. I mean, there are, any, other,
1: there are other people the, who do this. So yes. Open doors. Uh, um, uh, there's uh, David Witt's group, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of that. Um, but anyway, there there are several West different
2: of r- no?
0: um, uh, Spirit of martyrdom. Spirit
1: of martyrdom.
2: So.
0: <laughs> yes. That would almost um, be plagiarism. So Yeah, <laughs> spirit. yeah and there's, there's a lot of different groups that, that are raising awareness and trying to yeah. trying to uh, really bring uh,
2: There are different things you can do to help, but I, I agree. That the m- best thing you can do is pray. Really seriously, find out where the needs are and pray.
0: I think it's the hardest thing to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Were you it's guys big
0: prayers before you started getting into this, or has this helped your prayer life maybe?
2: I was starting to become one more just from studying the, cool. the Bible and what God says. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this is definitely, I know this is definitely helped my prayer life. I yeah. mean, just, it's, it gets to be the praying without ceasing, you know. You just, there
1: are more are people always, on your list.
2: Right. Lots and lots of people. And I'm, because of the things I've heard, I'm way more convinced that it's God really hears these prayers. We don't necessarily see what's going on. And we might not feel it, so to speak, but he hears the person. He's acting. Wow.
0: So. so you guys are going to 28 or so conferences a year, and, and you see all these American Christians, and you're seeing all these different church buildings and all these different pastors and places. Is, easy, is it easy to, to, to feel uh, frustrated uh, with the American church when you're hearing the stories? You know that they're coming, hearing about the conferences, but really understanding the needs. Uh, just traveling the United States, traveling the world. I don't feel frustrated. I I think, I, I kind of look at it for what it is, but I don't feel really frustrated. I think
2: I under. I think we understand that some people just aren't there yet. Yeah. Um, I think we do. We have been frustrated with a few specific churches, maybe that um, really chose to not let. They just didn't want to be bothered. They didn't mm. want to be. Um, Burdened with having to think about anything but themselves, well, and, and, some of, and
1: some of those churches, they're they're the ones who when they're approached about a conference, and you know what the conference was, you just saw the conference. Yes. you you know what happens, and you know there are churches out there that will go. That's not really the message we want to.
2: That's give not our fun people. enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah, you know you get you get thousands and thousands and thousands of, of men to become the promise keepers. You get all these women with Beth Moore studies. I mean, it's just like these big names. Which, those just, are great. There's nothing we wrong with it, but, but droves of people want it's it's almost like a self-help thing. But when you see something that is like real world, this is difficult that's stuff. Hard. People just want to back away. And I think that's a natural response for most of the people. They they don't want to even believe it happens sometimes. And and there are literally churches who will say, "We don't think you're even right in what you're talking about." Wow. You know, they they don't believe that Christians are being persecuted today, and back in the 1950s, they didn't believe that the Soviet Union was persecuting Christians. Wow. And so, Richard Vermeirbrandt, you know, came back from Romania and, and showed his scars, and that's what how Voice of the Martyr started. But, um, you know, people, if you don't, if you don't, if you choose not to believe it, then it doesn't seem to affect you, and you can live your life the way you want. And the American dream is what we a lot of times shoot for, and that's, that's
2: a very. It's a
1: very not. Following Jesus is—it's—it's it's a different thing. It's what we're afforded in America. But when you follow Jesus, you—you—you—you you, you, you gain all that you gain from the American dream through Him, not through—not through, not through uh, trying to attain all these great things for your life, but you attain the one who can give you those great things for your life, whether it's in this world or the world after. That yeah, it. that's but It's awesome really point. laying
2: up treasures in heaven and not on earth. I mean, what are you living for? What are you? What's important to you? You put your time and your effort and your your thoughts and your prayers and you're working and striving towards what's important to you. What are you really? You know, what's important?
0: So. That's awesome. <laughs> I got one last question. Um, since uh, we're all going to be playing harps on clouds someday, are you yeah. going to be uh, a music teacher in heaven, or what? What do you think you're, uh, you're going to have? A, uh, Depends on minimum wage, doesn't uh, it?
2: Heaven. Uh, you're going to be a pretty um,
0: high demand. I don't think there's a lot of harpists. Oh.
2: I think um, I'll probably be like a, what, a landscape artist yeah. or
1: something yeah we. Uh, I, <laughs> probably down like the <laughs> <laughs> I think we no, want to be beachcombers in heaven yeah
2: I want to be by a lake though I like water I like water
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> you know and, and Heaven is is uh, I, I have no idea. I mean, everybody can explain well, heaven. I have no idea what heaven is going to be like based on the description in Revelation or otherwise. Yeah. I, it's going to be it,
2: great. <laughs> it's just
1: going to be it's going to be heaven as long
0: as God is there. I just want Jesus, <laughs> if God's yeah. not there. It's not. If heaven.
2: Jesus is there, I'm happy. That's yeah. it. that's all I need.
0: And I think that theme of heaven is just running. Uh, I heard uh, the speakers talking today about just. You can you can persecute me, and it brings more people to Christ. You can kill me, and I get to see the Savior. And I think yeah, that's the yeah. message uh, with Apostle Paul, uh, and that's just an amazing thing. And uh, it's really cool to see the body of Christ grow around the world, and and. Be right here in Iowa. We're right here in Iowa, so uh, we're really glad to have you guys. Oh, and uh, Thank you. it's been a blessing to get to know you. you Gary's too. really fun. Amy's fun too, but <laughs> Gary's a blast to hang out with all day. So
2: Gary's nuts. How uh,
0: how can they uh, find out more information about your ministry, your your music, what you guys do? We didn't talk about music a lot, but uh, tell us about uh, how they can connect with you.
1: Well, they can go to our website. That's the easiest.
2: amyshreve.com A
1: M Y S H R E V E dot com <laughs> and so um, <laughs> that, was, that was that was like rehearsed yeah. that was really good wow. yeah that was kind of like best in show um, <laughs> somehow so we um, yeah we can go to our website you go to the contact page you can call us directly um,
2: we're all over I mean you can go to the tour
1: you can see the tour and when I when it's are. updated you'll yeah. see where we're going <laughs>
0: <yet>. <laughs> Amy Shreve on Twitter you can follow me yeah you, me. you know on Twitter you can but uh, we're not big Facebook tweeters. every
2: once in a while part of the problem is we're so which is a good thing we're so busy but you get so busy then you can't keep up on we some of stuff
0: we need somebody so. who's like really intelligent Matt so we we're gonna you hire you I was officially the first person to mention <laughs> them on Twitter because that's uh, just terrible no, I'm not gonna oh yeah. that is terrible you're gonna <laughs> you edit that out t- you better edit Twitter. that out you know uh, I think we're done <laughs> <laughs> Are we done if you want but we can go forever you got anything else you wanna say no yeah well I mean we you could you'd have to ask the question I talked to you so much today, I'm like. Are <laughs> <laughs> we going to repeat what we talked about? I think that's good. Okay. I can't talk about what we were talking about. Some of that. Well, yeah. We
2: could talk forever about these subjects, though. You yeah. said a 10 minute interview, and I'm just like, there's no way. Oh, I know. It's going to be a long, long interview. Mm-hmm. That's I okay, out, though.
0: I'm not going to lie, I wrote out questions for all the other people, but you, we were talking so much, I was like, we'll just chat. You, you
1: figured we were brilliant enough <laughs> to just go off the cuff. We're creative
0: sorts.
2: You just like to talk a lot. That's all.
0: <laughs> what type of evangelism have you guys been able to uh, uh, do with your music, with with your being creative people? Uh, how does that How does that affect uh, reaching people for Jesus? You got to tell
1: them about Utah. Recently, that's cool. I um, think that was that was really fun because a lot yeah. of. I'll just preface it. When we do what we do, if we were to really hold on to the idea that we had to see the fruit immediately, we'd be very disappointed. If we had to see, you know... It'd be, yeah. it'd be very, very frustrating. I think as a pastor, you have to feel the same way. If, if you're, you know, speaking and you want to see things happen immediately, that's that can happen, but yeah. it's usually not the way. Um, well, 15 years ago, we played in Twin Falls, uh, U- uh, not Utah. Idaho. Idaho. Twin Falls, Idaho. And then just recently... Uh, we played in Preston, Idaho, and so Amy, um, you have a story, or you have um, a guy who came up to you.
2: Yeah, he kept saying, "You look so...". When we first walked in before we played, you look so familiar. Looks so familiar. Well, okay, well, after we gave the concert, he came up and said, "I know how I know you. I was in what, what, Twin, what was it? Falls. Twin, Twin Falls, Twin Falls, fifteen years ago, and your music helped me decide to give up being a Mormon and accept Christ." And it was, like, a huge part of that, plus, like, one other person that kind of led him to the Lord, I guess. But I had no idea. Wow. And so, I mean, you just... What we do, really, is we... I think it's twofold in some ways. We really worship the Lord and um, lift up the Lord in the midst of the body. Because our concerts are usually... In churches, yeah. but at the same time, I know there are people there that don't know the Lord, so I always give the gospel somehow, yeah. which is easy to do because the songs are based on scripture, so mm-hmm. I just talk about or you know share scripture and I just pray that the Lord will use it. However, because music touches people's hearts in a way that even just you know sermons can't in some ways, yeah. Um, just pray and keep doing it. And sometimes I feel like, well, my I don't know, I don't always see the fruit. I do, you know, every once in a while something will happen, but. Um, so then, that that happens when somebody says, that, "What a cool you know, story!" Yeah. yeah,
1: and and I'm just and then also the Afghanistan mind, thing. Yes, is we can. Um, can I say someone one thing? And then sure. maybe tell them about the Afghanistan thing, because oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't want I don't I want you to tell that. But um, it just made me think about what happens in the church today, and if pastors are listening, this is this is the one of the things that I think is frustrating. That um, I think right now a lot of churches, and this could be controversial, a lot of churches. Are trying to bring people from the outside in by using awesome media, awesome music. Let's go, let's go the rock route. Let's let's do the real current stuff. And and there's nothing wrong innately of doing media, rock stuff, current stuff. Um, you know, props on stage, all the different things. But a lot, of, a lot of the times, church are doing that to bring people in who don't know who Jesus is, and the people who come in. Um, end up finding later on hey th- what's the difference between this and what I'm hearing in the world I don't really see any difference but it's the worship that makes a difference when somebody comes in and sees people truly worshiping God and they sit back and go th- I think that's the view churches really ought to give and you can have whatever you want on stage I agree. But, if, but if people aren't seeing Christians worship and Christians loving and Christians doing what Jesus said they should do as far as, as a follower of his, if they see that, that's infectious. The, the worship band, the props, that's not infectious. That's a draw. And if that's all it is, it's a waste. And it's
2: nice to be yeah. polished and professional and all, but if, if your heart isn't truly worshiping the Lord, yeah. then it really is all for naught. You know, that's what happened in the first century church is that people saw these christians worshiping the lord and their changed lives and the way they were as new believers and the people around them said i want that and that's what sort of said that so many were added to them daily because he watched them together worshiping um so they, they don't I,
1: want relevant culture as much as i think the church thinks they want you know i've heard the term relevance they, used so often yeah. in the church and i think it's too bad because they want the, the outsider possible. does not want it, want relevance except in their spiritual life they don't want relevance artistically they want something they different want than what they're experiencing internally and and that's obviously we know it's Jesus Jesus solves all those problems wow. and, and so um,
2: and also to yeah. try to make the gospel palatable to the world by watering it down in any way that's that's dangerous the gospel I mean take up your cross and follow me I mean if to present the truth that's what people need so you know. I
0: agree I, I think that's a good <laughs> word are you sure you're not a preacher I, was, I, I, <laughs> I, get, it I, I get a little fiery <laughs> sometimes but, uh-huh. I think you it's, get in trouble it's so easy to uh, fall into that that trap and I think today just being at the conference it's like people have nothing and uh, just come back to that faith they have so much faith and we try to woo people or attract them to Jesus and what attracts them is the gospel message of yeah, absolutely. forgiveness um, that that phrase uh, that I kept hearing is uh, bitterness. What was it? Bitterness. Blame brings blame bitterness. Blame brings bitterness. Forgiveness brings mm-hmm. freedom. And that makes no sense to even the United States. That makes no sense to people if they don't know Jesus. That is just such a powerful thing, and the gospel is what should attract people. Right. And those other things just complement that. And uh,
2: I will also say, you're asking about what kind of evangelism. Yeah. we've done and yes that that's part of you know when we when we worship the Lord hopefully people are drawn to that and I present the gospel too but um, also in our personal lives I mean I don't think it's right for us to just be up on stage and think okay well this is what we do and we don't have to ever tell anybody about the Lord just in our daily lives when we look for opportunities to talk to the the guy you know at the gas station or our plumber or the person doing my hair you know there are people everywhere that they're hungry for that's the cool. gospel and the Lord, and you know, if you pray for opportunities to talk to people, they'll come. And
1: that, and that, will. what she's talking about is ten hundred thousand times more important than whatever ministry we do on the stage. Yeah, or whatever is perceived. It's that's relational.
2: You, yeah. I mean, there's all the, the person that you meet briefly, and you just have these, you know, this little bit of time you can. Like the guy, the rotor "Ruder guy. <laughs> that, you know, and, and you can share right then. But then there are the relationships that you have to build with people that don't know the Lord. I mean, a lot of people kind of have this Christian life where they're all there. Everybody I go to, everybody I know is a Christian. Yeah. Well, that's not right. You're supposed to have people who don't know the Lord as your friends so they can see Jesus in you. Love them. You can't love them if you don't hang out with them some. <laughs> you yeah, know? totally. So I'm pretty... Um, I'm really fired up about that. It's really important to me to have um, women that I go to coffee with and go to lunch with and pray for, and you know that it's the rubber meets the road. There is
1: a there is a balance, though. I know in Nashville. Most of your the people you were hanging out with were people who needed the Lord, which is great. Yeah. But then you were getting burned out yourself, well, so you have to you have to be able to be. Charged it happened as well. to be my
2: Bible study friends that were my kind of support group. Uh, one all by one, all left town. So then, you know, my 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 fellowship friends ended up being gone, and I only was hanging out with my f- people that I was always trying to witness to or to. Yeah, which uh, that's hard you know I well, that's what we just talked
0: about yeah. is uh, a persecuted person's in jail in a foreign country and you said they're lonely and it's hard mm-hmm. we need that support group we right. need the body of Christ to, to right. lift us up to be united together and same type of concept we can't do Christianity alone no a lot of people say they like uh, they like <laughs> Jesus not the church and they, they don't want to have organized religion but we need the church yeah. body no matter how messy it is to lift us up.
2: That's right. We've
0: commanded so. You guys uh yeah. bring your daughter uh, <laughs> uh to all these conferences and uh it's really cool I got to see you helping with algebra homework during the day and and you know she's a part of your ministry. She's uh going she's playing the drums and 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 in the worship band following in your guys' footsteps. How are you guys discipling her? Uh she's at all these conferences hearing about the persecuted church. What's that like?
2: Well, first of all, she's awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> she's um she accepted Christ when she was little. She's about five years old.
0: I think
1: four,
2: four or five. I wrote it down, but anyway, <laughs> baby um, book stuff. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, and she's just always had a heart for the Lord. Um, <sighs> wow, I. She's she, very private. That's she she She's
1: very shy and very private on one hand, and she feels sometimes deeply though. Yeah, she does, and she gets very emotional about things. And sometimes I don't think she's really understanding and then I talk to her and I ask her a few questions and out comes things I've n- never knew she knew and she really um, she has a heart for people she has a, has a heart for fairness you know uh, as a young person she, she doesn't like to see you know inequity well um, also
2: she reads books she's read Chosen by God by R.C. Sproul she's read wow. Robbie Zacharias What Can Man Do Without, yeah. Without God she loves she reads theology stuff she eats it up that's
1: awesome she's so, read War and Peace which is not
2: well, yeah,
0: Christian <laughs> standard greater. but she's read War and Peace <laughs> so I mean she's very very well read And is I, that I, part I, of her homeschool curriculum or is that just so her that's just her that's just her yeah, she well, she, she must take after some awesome parents, so she. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't read the way I should, and Amy does, but she
1: dwarfs both of us in reading that. Elise is amazing, oh, uh, yeah. well read. But so. she,
2: as far as discipling her, you know, she goes to these conferences, goes to church, and we just talk all the time about the Lord. Um, I, I've heard of, of people that are in ministry actually no know, know of some people who are in ministry that, and they kind of have their ministry face you know yeah. their ministry this is what I do I'm on stage and I talk about Jesus and then in their home life it's they don't they don't yeah. I don't know what the deal is but the kids know so you know well, they grow that, up and they go well, I don't want that not so, that we um, don't ever show
1: really great examples of not doing what we're supposed to no, do we're totally because not perfect we will we'll have our arguments oh, we, yeah. we have you know it's always her fault <laughs> and, and we have all these things that you know are right in front of our daughter that that are our own personal frustrations and she sees it um, and we don't wanna we don't wanna run from our personal problems though with her. We don't wanna kinda cover that up and say, Oh not we explain fake, it to her. We say, Well, you know, this sometimes this happens or you know well, dad I, is sorry. Dad yeah, sinned today. I was wrong. Dad was wrong, <laughs> you know, or mom was wrong. Or we call each other out in front of her even which might you some parents might honest. not think it's a good idea, but we, we'll say, Amy, that's not the right way. To, Elise was actually coming towards you and you kind of pushed her away oh. again or vice versa. Dad, mm-hmm. you you did it wrong. So it all, because there's only one child, it all happens. And
2: right also in we're in, all other. in an RV it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So
0: everything. yeah that's high, that definitely amplifies it. Nowhere to go. Nowhere I think go. it's yeah. very
2: important though to be honest and to also be humble enough to say I was wrong and ask for forgiveness. Um, if, I, if we act like we're just... You know, have it all together all the time. She knows she can see through that. That's I, crazy. And I know this is for so, pastors,
1: kind of mostly, but yeah, for no, parents, um, so
2: th- you have to be real and you have to be honest. But uh, really, you have to make sure that your own life with the Lord is is right. Yeah, because they'll see through that. What were you going to say?
1: Um, kind of not, not remembering because you kind of jumped in on that. But you
2: were already off on another track.
1: <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, parents. Uh, that there are parents I know and i think there's i don't know i don't know what the percentage is either way i would have no idea knowing but there are percent a, a good percentage of parents who don't even think it's correct to ever apologize to your your kids and there are some who you know that's not good. do and and that, yeah that that can really backfire if you're not real with your kids because they see they see that you're wrong they yeah, know you're totally. wrong they're not dumb and so for to not apologize is, is fairly hypocritical um, uh, from a parent parent standpoint. And and so I we've always apologized to her
0: when we've known we were wrong with her.
2: And she so. thankfully is very quick to forgive.
0: And she's quick to forgive. She's as better well than, we than we are at that. Yeah, I think it's, it's really me. easy to, uh, you know, want to be on the stage or be in the spotlight. And not, what I really see from you guys is just what you're saying is is on and off, just that integrity. Got to know you guys. It's been fun. It's been a blast. Uh, Thanks. And, you uh, thank you as well. You and too. Uh, I, I I really, uh, I think you guys have an awesome ministry. So uh, oh, be blessed. You. And uh, I'm glad to meet you, too. you guys. So Good to meet you too. Have a great time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Amy and Gary, for coming onto the show. What a powerful interview! It's cool because many times we're not going to be missionaries. We're not going to feel like that we are in an influential place. But just like them, they used an opportunity, a gig that they were using, as 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 something for their music, to speak at or to to play and speak at churches, to be traveling around. They write songs, they do things, and they've been influenced by the persecuted church, by the mission of God, and you can be just like that as well. You might be a plumber, you might be an electrician, you might be a school teacher. I don't know, but it's very possible that God wants you to do something big with the gifts and abilities he has given you. This is a great time to start thinking about that. Maybe you write a song like they did. Maybe you write a poem. Maybe you teach a lesson or a Sunday school class. Or share the gospel or what you've been learning on this show with your neighbors, with your friends, with your family. It would just be really awesome. But I just love to hear the testimonies of what you guys are doing. So if you want to connect with Amy, you can go to amyshreve.com, A-M-Y-S-H-R-E-V-E.com. Or you can connect with her on Facebook. And I would love to hear your feedback. I would love uh, to hear your questions. And you can do that on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm Pastor Matt Shaw, so you can find me at Pastor Matt Shaw as well. But uh, I would love for you to tweet using the hashtag Renewing Our City. You can ask questions. You can leave comments. Another way that would be very helpful for me is to leave a review on iTunes. That helps more people find the show. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Thank you
1: for listening to the Renewing Our City podcast. Join us next week for another great episode. Visit pastormatshaw.com for more information and all previous episodes.
2: Until next week, remember to share Jesus and serve others.